Peace, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Peace, Be Still with Katera Renee. I'm your host, Katera. Now, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to continue on with the femininity series because there are so many interesting topics that I'd like to touch on and I'm really eager to do so. However, in my spirit, I just don't really feel complete with this series, so I think after this episode, I may do one or two more episodes before I move on. So in my last episode, I discussed feminine mannerism and the importance of maintaining your inner works before focusing on your outer works. If you listen to that episode and you can recall, I really try to stress the significance of truly changing within before focusing on how you look physically. Of course, how you look on the outside does say a lot about you and it does matter. However, your inner mannerisms will be the thing that people will remember most about you. Remember, Some of the most beautiful, well-dressed, thinnest, seemingly perfect women will possess the most masculine characteristics on the inside, while the outside of them will tell a completely different story. So in this episode, I want to discuss how we can operate in our femininity using our outer works. I believe I already discussed some of these things in Season 1, Episode 7, which was How to Look and Feel More Feminine. However, that episode was released at the beginning of June, and it's now mid-November. I haven't listened to that episode in a while, but because I always strive to be ever-learning and I'm always looking for ways to improve myself, I'm sure there'll be tips in this episode that weren't in that episode. So my first tip to maintaining physical femininity is to always keep your nails and your toes polished, manicured, and pedicured. There are so many different types of nail and polish variations that it can get kind of confusing. There's gel nails, gel polish, acrylic nails with gel polish, gel nails with gel polish, dip powder, um, probably so much more that I'm missing. For me though, I feel the most feminine when I'm wearing my natural nails and they're polished with regular polish that has to air dry. Now I know this sounds extremely 2010, but as a recovering chronic nail biter, um, I'm most focused focused on what is best for my natural nail health and that fits my personal style um, and aesthetic. For me, natural nails look a lot cleaner and basic and that complements my style, but everyone's different. Um, And I also would like to add in that I never get pedicures. I haven't had a pedicure in almost a year and a half now, and my feet have never been softer. I'm talking about the heels of my feet, the sides of my feet, everything. 
I know pedicures are something that we've been raised to believe is a sign of pampering ourselves and a huge sign of luxury if you're able to get them every two weeks, but I have reason to believe that we've been misled. When you get consistent pedicures, the tools and the roughness used by your technician causes trauma and irritation to your skin barrier, which um, eventually gets broken. So this causes the thick and callous skin that you're trying to get rid of to grow back even thicker. And it ends up defeating the purpose of getting a pedicure because your feet are only soft temporarily. So it does long-term damage. And if you don't believe me, you can research this yourself. Instead of pedicures, I make sure to exfoliate my feet with um, a body scrub two to three times a week. And I also put cocoa butter or body butter on my feet twice a day after each shower. And I never, ever, ever walk around without socks or slippers on. That is actually the most important thing is to not only moisturize your feet, but protect them afterwards. I've been doing this for over a year now and my feet and wallet feel so much better. I also want to add that I do my own nails at home. Um, I started out by doing gel polish every week, but once I realized that it was making my nails thin and frail, I switched to regular polish. Now, this is just my experience with gel polish because I know some people who use it and their nails are perfectly fine. I actually got my UV light kit and my starter polishes all together off of Amazon for about 30 or $40, which was way less than I would spend getting my nails gel polished once at the nail salon. Um, and I also do my nails about once a week depending on my schedule. If I notice chipping or peeling before it's time to do them again, I try to file around the chipping or just fix the entire nail. Small details like this, for me, really matter. Having your nails and your toes, especially in the summer, consistently manicured and polished adds a certain clean, um, finishing touch to yourself. We use our hands all day, every day, and it's one of the first things that people notice about us. Remember that femininity is the complete opposite of masculinity. Men are known to have drier, rougher hands and nails, and I'm not saying that this is the norm. Men should also keep their hands and nails moisturized, but this is attributed to men. So, ladies, if dry, rough hands are to men, then moisturized, soft hands, and polished hands are to women. This doesn't mean that you have to live in the nail salon and break your pockets either, because a pack of six nail polish, cuticle oil, and top coat will cost you less than $15 at TJ Maxx or Marshalls. My second tip to maintaining your physical femininity is to keep your hygiene up to par. By this, I mean you're keeping your hair clean, keeping your body clean, keeping your feminine body parts clean, keeping your teeth clean, just everything. You can accomplish this by developing a routine. So wash and style your hair once or twice a week. 
um, find hairstyles and hair pieces that suit you, that suit your style, and even your face. For ladies like myself who are trying to work with their natural hair, you may have to run through products if you need to or if you're able to in order to see what works for you. You should also develop a shower routine and a post-shower routine. I feel like everyone should have a signature scent, and I don't mean perfume, but maybe like a signature deodorant or lotions or um, body butters or a combination of things. For me, I like to use cocoa butter and then thicker body butters um, for my skin. And since I'm already using cocoa butter, my body butters will be scented things that are relative. So almond oil or vanilla or something like that. Um, and I actually just did a blog post this month for November on my recent TJ Maxx and Marshalls finds because I had so many new skin and body care products that I discussed and I wanted to share them. Um, so if you haven't, head over to A Cup of KK whenever you get the chance to see which products are my new favorite. I also want to add that I use natural deodorants um, and I recommend this to everyone. Anytime I get the chance to integrate something um, all natural into my routine or my life and it's not too much of a burden or too difficult for me, I will. Um, the purpose of antiperspirants is to clog your pores so that you don't sweat at all. But nine times out of ten, you'll still sweat. And for anyone who doesn't know, antiperspirants are regular deodorants. Um, but natural deodorant is basically just deodorant without aluminum. So your pores won't clog, and once your body gets used to it, you won't stink. If anything, you'll smell the scent of the deodorant you're using. And before I say this, I do want to let you all know that this is easily researchable and that I don't like to say things that I don't really believe are true or that I haven't seen researched or in articles. But your body odor changes based off of your diet, your stress, your hormones, um, if you have infections or um, diseases, um, if you're taking medications, Basically, anything you consume or anything that's going on inside of you will depict in how strong your body odor is. So, for example, someone that eats a lot of processed food will have stronger body odor than someone who eats more whole or balanced foods. Um, and again, this is something that is easily researchable. Um, so you can go ahead and do that if you have never heard this or if you want to know more about how this would work. Um, and I do want to add that natural deodorant does take, I've heard, up to 30 days for one's body to get used to. So I think that's probably the main reason why many people don't make the switch from antiperspirants to natural deodorant. For me, I live in the Midwest, so it is colder here um, 
for longer throughout the year. So winter time is the best time to start. And once you once your body's gotten used to it, it's definitely worth it and you won't want to go back. When I first switched to natural deodorant, I actually was using Dr. Teal's for a long time. But now I'm using Native and the Dove Aluminum Free Spray. I kind of go back and forth. Um, and I, I do hop from brand to brand, not because I don't like a specific brand, because I love Dr. Teal's, I love Native, and I, I've always loved Dove even before. Um, but I just want to try everything. Um, the reason why I probably won't be getting another Native brand is because I'll be trying the deodorant I've been seeing at TJ Maxx and Marshalls. And I actually think that they only have natural deodorant. They don't have any regular deodorants and then lastly another way to keep your hygiene up to par is keeping your dental hygiene up to par I feel like keeping your dental hygiene up to par is the same as like keeping your nails not chipped and done those little subtle things make a difference so make sure you are flossing brushing using mouthwash, using a tongue scraper twice a day, um, getting your teeth cleaned at the dentist if you're able to, twice a year, things like that. Um, I actually just recently invested in a tongue scraper, so I can't say for certain if it makes a large difference, but I can say that I feel fancy while I'm using it, so I'm going to keep using it. And I think that's the same I, for a lot of like self-care or personal care items. A lot of it you can do without, but it just makes you feel better when you're using it. And that makes a huge difference. So yes, um, create, a, create personal hygiene routines and stick to them. Consistency is key. And these small, subtle changes make a huge difference in your appearance and your confidence and ultimately your femininity. So my third and final tip in this episode for maintaining your physical femininity is to exercise and eat good foods. I have been on both sides of the spectrum and I can tell you that it is true. When you look good, you feel good. Um, when you eat good, you feel good. When you exercise and you are consistent and you stick with your schedule, you feel good. When you start to see the fruits of your labor um, pay off and you start to see results from the gym, you feel good. You can really only have benefits from exercising and eating good foods. You can only see turmoil from not exercising, not sticking to a routine, um, and eating bad foods. Um, and I have a blog post on a cup of KK. If you haven't read it already, you can go ahead and read it. It's about changing your outlook on fitness. And I also have my fitness routine in there. Um, fitness does not automatically have to mean that you go to the gym and you're lifting. Fitness can be anything, anything that you 
don't already do, you know, getting a thousand steps a day, getting 3000 steps a day, 5000, 7000, 10,000 steps a day, then going to the gym, um, using the treadmill, then using some of the machines, um, you can slowly work your way up. It's just, it can be any type of movement that you don't normally do that you've started to do consistently. Eating good foods does not mean you have to quit cold turkey and go vegan or stop eating meat or just cut out carbs and sugar completely. Um, You can slowly integrate these dietary changes into your life um, until you get comfortable. You can add more and add more. You don't ever have to fully cut out quote unquote bad food. You know what? I'm sorry, unquote bad because there are there is a such thing as bad foods. You don't have to cut out bad foods 100%. You can still have these things in moderation, but you can't only have these bad things. Um, and it's also important that we take time to become educated on what we're putting inside our bodies. If you don't know how to read food labels, learn how to read food labels. Understand the ingredients. Understand... Um, what's bad and what's good for you what too much of one thing may do to you um, in a negative way and what a lot of something may do to you in a good way Um, learn different food groups if you don't know them Um, proteins healthy fats grains meats things like that Um, there's really no excuses once you get to your adult years I mean there are excuses but these things are just important for us to learn and it's also important to note that self-awareness and I say this all the time but self-awareness is the first step to change Um, and it's the easiest part we can all say yeah I'm inconsistent with the gym yeah I am I eat more bad foods than I should Um, That's easy to say, but after you are aware, that's when the real work will begin. And that's when a lot of people, that the the self-awareness is enough for them. But after you're aware is when the real work begins because there's no excuses. You're going to have to, once you become committed, you're going to have to answer to yourself. And some of us have to answer to ourselves and other people. It all depends. So, that's my last tip. Exercise and eat good foods. Integrate these things into your life slowly and have a lifestyle change. And that is all for today's episode of Peace Be Still. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review or even sharing this episode on your social media if you choose. All of my social media and my personal blog will be linked in this episode's description. And if you haven't checked out my personal blog, A Cup of KK, please do so whenever you get the chance. And I do want to add a quick disclaimer. A lot of the things that I say in these episodes are not meant to be offensive or aggressive. A lot of the times I am not only talking to whoever is listening, whoever chooses to listen, but I'm talking to myself as well. Because like I said, I've been on both ends of the spectrum for 
a majority of these things and I have integrated the change into my life and I've been able to reap the benefits and I swear by them. So I am just encouraging other people to make the change, not just from tip number three, but tip number two and tip number one. These small changes make a big difference. So that's all for today's episode. Peace, blessings, and prosperity to you all.